0: Deep in the bowels of Moore Hall Podcast Room, two mild-mannered CM Life newspaper editors harbor an unknown power. With this power comes great responsibility. Harken now your ears to the
1: raving geeks!
0: Hello, Central Michigan University. I am Ben Salise. This is Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick here, not to ruin another Godzilla movie, but to talk to you about the Geekiverse in The Raving Geeks. Here we are back again. Uh, we got a special show for the, for the kids out there tonight. Right, Malachi? On
1: two fronts. Two fronts? Much like World War II. <laughs>
0: yes. This, this is an episode on two fronts. We are opening a Western front. Yes. Tonight, we are going to have a very special guest, a man uh, very respected in town for his geekery, uh, for having the most mighty bastion of geekdom in town, the Hall of Heroes owner, Michael Schuler. Uh, he's going to be here talking to us about the humble beginnings of the Hall of Heroes, which is actually a really cool story. I've talked to him about it before, in our in our dealings when I buy books, shady deals, shady deals, <laughs> books under the table. Yeah, and uh, he's also going to talk about the state of comics today and uh, Free Comic Book Day, which is coming up. He'll tell you, but uh, Free Comic Book Day is their ten year anniversary. Oh, really? It's wild. They opened on Free Comic Book Day. No, but somehow simultaneously, the gods have spoken and said this Saturday. Is your ten year anniversary, and we're still we're gonna have just kind of fell on we it. Kind of just fell on the day. That's pretty cool. So uh, while well, we're waiting for him to get here, uh, he. Well, I have
1: to mention too. Who? This is
0: the second front
1: of our battle. Oh wow! So this is the eastern front. Yeah. So the eastern front of this podcast <laughs> is the fact that it is what our, are we in Russia right now? And much like the Third Reich. <laughs> oh god! This is our final podcast. This of is the our semester. final podcast. Give me a, get Put yeah. it there, buddy. Yeah. Here. Wow. Let's, put, let's do that to. The- Oh, there's a the shake, shake of the hands a, the firm handshake. That's two skins touching right there. By the way, there. I've been I've been practicing my firm handshake. I've been uh, putting hand lotion on all Ooh. for like the last 30 minutes nice to get nice well, as you know, see you want like kind of like a crusty over the top mm. base, mm. but there's like the jelly on the inside, so it's like those a squish. like one of those, yeah. yeah. You get the squish. Yeah, kind of like a pasty exterior but still frosty interior, much like a toaster strudel. Mm. The good handshake is
0: like a toaster strudel or Stanley's ass.
1: Yeah, that too. Most likely. <laughs> well, wow. Yo, this
0: has been a good ride. We've had a good semester. We've been doing this for two semesters now.
1: Yeah, oh, man, I completely blacked it's out the a, first it's semester. It's been a whole
0: year, man, and we're going to do great things next time. We're going to do some more promotions, going to take more pitches, do mm-hmm. some events downtown. So we'll we'll figure out some really cool stuff for you guys. But thank you very much for listening in, hearing us rave and rant, uh, sometimes very eloquently, sometimes not so much. Yes. But uh, it's been a wild ride. But, yes, this is our last one for the year. I hope you guys have a wonderful Wonderful Hell Week. The rest of it. There's so one more day, right? Because Gentle Thursday and Friday. Is this week technically Hell Week or is next week, Tim? Ten- well, next week is finals week. Right. So I think this is Hell Week because it's getting you're getting freaked out. Yeah, this is like the week you have to
1: prepare for finals week, I suppose. I mean, I'm
0: sufficiently freaked out.
1: Yeah, and I haven't done much preparing. Malachi so. had his
0: first night as production of uh, CM Life as the EIC. Actually, second. First, Ooh, the second one. First, first was second on second Sunday. One. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh he's well uh well tired. I'm already much more mentally unhinged than I normally am. His hair is sleep back, much like the uh, the Joker's. Yeah. In the new pictures, we'll get on that. Which we're gonna talk about. Is that a, is that a segue direct into that right now? Possibly. Do you we, just got, lead we got we got tons bad? of news. While we wait for Michael, there's oh is apparently hopping right now. Yeah. We got a call from Michael, and he said, "I gotta I gotta hold off." Uh, you know, card games are just are doing really well right now. We're doing another round.
1: Yeah, man, blowing the roof off <sighs> some blue-eyes,
0: white dragons. Mind blown. But, yes, the news, the biggest news I think that has come out in the last week, to much dismay and some fanboy cringing, Jared Leto's Joker has been revealed. Now, if you guys haven't seen this, please, someone get you a Google, find you a Google, and search for Jared Leto Joker, because this thing is strange. A lot of people don't know how to feel about it. I personally don't know how to feel about it. He
1: looks like a punk, man. It's certainly a surprise from some of, like, the teaser images that we've seen beforehand. Like, sure. you know, he, he had a picture of him, you know, getting his hair dyed. There was, like, a really blurry picture of him all pale, and we realized that his skin was going to be chemically bleached. And then this kind of came out of nowhere, and
0: I was immediately turned off by it. Let's like, explain this. What this thing looks like? Yeah. So it, it's it's Jared Leto, and he's a skinny guy. You know, it looks like he's got a little bit more muscle on he him. It looks like he bulked up a little bit, yeah. But, and they said he was going to do that, right? And uh, he kind of looks like he's like in the Home Alone Macaulay Culkin stance. <laughs> That's kind of the joke that people but, yeah, are making. Totally. Yeah, totally. But instead of like having his hand, his like hands up on his hair, looking like he's screaming, pulling up his eyebrows a little bit. No yeah. eyebrows. We talked about that. Yeah. Eyebrows are shaved. The guy's got tattoos all over his body. Ah-ha tattoos on one side, a really cheesy looking like flash tattoo, of, yeah. like a jester skull.
1: A smile on his forearm, mm-hmm. a the, weird tear that is shaped like a J
0: on his eye, yeah, right? Yeah, like one of those like, like a gangster. Yeah, exactly. Like he's been he, killing people for years. Yeah,
1: and then the worst one is the damage on the his forehead. on his forehead, yeah. which reminds me of like the No Regrets. Tattoo. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> R-A-G, And it's in man. like this weird, uh, it's I don't know, it just looks really douchey, yeah, honestly. Yeah,
0: we're not really sure what to think. Um, interestingly enough, one of those tattoos, if you notice it on his bicep, is a dead Robin.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there was... Not a bad uh, touch, but kind of still weird. There were some stills that were taken from the recent trailer, Batman v Superman trailer, that had a hung up uh, Robin uh, suit in the background when Ben Affleck is in his Batcave. Yes, it so, did.
0: Yes, it did. So that's uh, that's the making the waves. I mean, so you think he looks like a douche?
1: Well, I mean, not just that. Okay, it, it looks to me in two things. First of all, just so tasteless. Like, it looks like someone said, let's take all of the parts about the Joker and, like, crank them to an 11 in the cliche machine. 11, more
0: like 15.
1: And then put them all. It's just a lot of, like, slap hazard things. It'd be one thing if there was a Joker that had, like, caps on his teeth. It'd be another thing if there was a Joker who just had like a couple of tattoos. To have both of them and to have like so on the nose tattoos like what kind of tattoos would a Joker have? Oh, I don't know, like ha ha ha's on himself because he's like that was so like yeah, I don't know. Uninspired it, it seems like See
0: like the the smile and the ha ha ha's somewhat made sense to me. Alone those would make sense to me, but the 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 flash tattoo, like okay, I've got some custom tattoos. Maybe they're good, maybe they're not. You don't know that. You haven't seen me. But, you know, the whole cheesy like, you know, biker skull with the jester hat. Yeah, that was real that's lame. Silly, that's silly, man.
1: That's probably the lamest one on him.
0: Someone said he looked like Hot Topic Joker.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah. He you looks know? he looks like an AFI cover or something.
0: Oh, yeah, pretty much. And I think I mean I know that they're trying to reach this this younger audience with all of this, but like, why would you do that? And that's
1: true, man. Maybe we're just at a point where we're, we're just too old. I think we are, man. Maybe they're trying to catch like the the dubstep kid, Ugh. the uh, the mall rat, die uh, the juggalos, the juggalo. Well, juggalos are like even before us a little bit,
0: eh, like around. That's like about a, my time. About your time, yeah. It's About my time. Not quite mine. Who?
1: I don't know, man. It I, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you can't really do anything similar to Leather, Ledger's Joker.
0: Why would you? Why would you want to? Why would you even try to attempt to copy that?
1: Yeah. So they're like, okay, we're gonna go the opposite of that as hard as we kind of can. I think they would have been fine doing more of like a kind of Nicholson looking Joker. I mean, he can still yeah. be threatening and imposing. I, I just think there's just too much like put behind this. I don't know. And I guess he's going to be shirtless the whole movie so we can see all those stupid tips. Well, here's,
0: here's the interesting thing. There is there's some leaked video of, of what was on that cell phone picture. Because the picture that Malachi was talking about earlier, the, the blurry cell phone picture, yeah. was leaked off a set. Someone had zoomed in their camera of him showing some kind of video or a picture to someone else on set. And actually there's, there's leaked footage of that, and it's basically him like making a gun to his head popping it and, like, laughing, right? And in that video, that tattoo, the head tattoo, isn't there. So there's some speculation that that was just kind of a tease to just, like, show maybe how this Joker is going to be like and maybe not have all those tattoos.
1: I think also he's supposed to be in Arkham Asylum for a certain amount of time, and these all, obviously, like you said, they look kind of like prison tats. So maybe that's, like, at the beginning of the movie, and then he gets captured, and then he gets all these tattoos, I guess, maybe. Even that's silly, yeah. Even that's like, like personality-wise, it's like I just, Oz all over again. Personality-wise, man. I just don't see the Joker as somebody who would see any value in getting tattoos. Like, no. why would he get tattoos? He's
0: so busy stabbing people and slitting people's throats. If that, you know what I mean. And the caps on the teeth. Okay, so we were talking about this a little bit, and I still got chastised for it. But I mean, the caps on the teeth—they kind of make sense too. They showed a couple of, of images of Ben Affleck's hands, right? Yeah. The 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 Batman hands. It's got gloves. He's got like these really gnarly, like he's got like some studs steel on knuckles, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, come on, you fight Batman for what thirty years, you gotta lose some teeth, man. I mean, look at that grill.
1: It's a grill, though. He could have got fakes or something.
0: It looks like cap teeth. Do you think it looks like a grill? Yeah, I like, don't think it looks like a they're grill they're
1: very all. obviously like silver and like some kind of metal.
0: Hmm, I don't know, man. I just don't know what to think. See, I'm like so like far gone to like wanting this to be good that I just like. I, I'm not seeing the doubt in this, and I should be.
1: I'm on the opposite side. I care so little about Suicide Squad, and I'm so yeah. disinterested in Suicide Squad just in general that this is just another reason for me not to give shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was the Will Smith thing, which is like, oh, okay, I'm ignoring that. And then there's the Margot Robbie thing, which is like, okay, she's she's really attractive, but like, she's not the greatest actress in the world. And like, I really wanted someone who was like going to be a good actress to be Harley, you know? Yeah. Even the, just to capture all like the, the little idiosyncrasies of Harley, you know? Yeah. There's not really anything need to be deep there. And then this is just like, oh, why are you doing this to me? I just, I just want this to
1: work out. I mean, this could just totally be like a punk too. Like, could it, be. it could. He just looks normal. and They put all these tattoos to like get a rise out of us. In which case, it's working. You evil, evil people. Damn, you, wb I don't know. I mean, this doesn't, like, break the movie for me. It's not like I'm just going to, like, outright hate it. But I just... You said you weren't even probably going to see Suicide Squad anyway. I'll probably see it. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? I'll see it. What am I going to do? Well, I mean, come on. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This just, like, kind of takes some of the air out of seeing a new incarnation of the Joker.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I was kind of excited to see what that was going to be like. Because they were going in the direction of him being more physical. And the bleached skin was kind of cool.
0: Yeah.
1: But the tattoos are just so weak, man.
0: Reminded me of, and this is like a terrible comparison because a lot of people hated this book. I still like it to this day. Maybe it's a cheesy thing, but like, it looks like All Star Batman and Robin Joker. Yeah, he's get, dragon he's got the big dragon
1: tat on the bat, but that's different. That's that's like, a, I mean, that's like much more artistic than any of the tattoos on this clown. Sure, and I use that word, you know, very appropriately. <laughs> of this course. this man is a clown. Um, As he should be, and in the Joker in that book was really violent. I actually liked All Star Batman and Robin too because of how different it was yeah, in portraying them.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it was like Frank Miller's Batman turned up to eleven,
0: really. The goddamn Batman.
1: Yeah, calling Robin you know names and making him eat rats and stuff like that. They
0: tortured the kid.
1: That yeah, was the like, totally.
0: craziest part. I was like, is this actually happening? Yeah, it was poor, poor kid.
1: But I don't think that book ever ended, did it? Mm-mm.
0: It's interesting story about all that. It was like so right when the Joker came in,
1: so we never really got to see where that
0: went anyway. They were planning on releasing an issue 10 and then finishing the story. If you notice, when you buy that serialized version, it only goes up to issue 9. The reason being is that uh, in issue 10, when they actually released it, um, if you look through that whole book, there's black bars censoring out swear words Yeah. on that whole book. This is pretty pretty prolific and heavy swear words that you know are there, It's just got these bars across. And I don't know who, in their right mind, gave Frank Miller the go-ahead to say, yeah, this is a great idea. Not thinking of printing flaws, not thinking of anything that could go completely wrong. In issue 10, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, who was becoming Batgirl at the time, um, calls her mom the C-word... (laughs) <laughs> we can't say this on air. That's pretty heavy, man. It's real heavy.
1: You, they, I mean, they can, you can swear in comics sometimes, but you don't That really, was That is, don't is the holiest of holies. You never you don't, get away you with that don't. one.
0: Yeah, no. Well, she drops it, and, of course, they censor it out. Well, that book in particular um, had a printing flaw on the first run of those prints. And instead of printing a black bar, it was a purple bar, and you could see through it. And everybody in their right mind saw the big C. WB freaked out, Uh, the censors freaked out, they collected all of those books and burned them. They burned them? They burned them. I learned this from my old comic book shop owner. And, uh, yeah, they actually came in and they seized all the books.
1: So you can't, they just don't exist unless somebody scans it Unless someone
0: scans it and has it and puts it out there. But, I mean, the FCC just got rid of all of these. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Canceled the line. Frank Miller got pissed and was just like, "I'm not going to do this anymore." Meanwhile, someone like Jim Lee, right, who's like totally just along for the ride, doing yeah. great work, probably really happy to just be working with Frank Miller. I was like, "Well, where do I where I put this?" You know, there were some talks that they were going to finish it, but I think Jim Lee just kind of had it with Frank Miller. You know, seems
1: like a weird pairing, anyway. <laughs> Poor yeah. Jim
0: Lee. Speaking of which, speaking of which, for you Frank Miller fans out there and uh, non-fans of Frank Miller, Dark Knight Three is coming out.
1: The Master Race,
0: is The called. Master Race. Which, coming More off like his... The, the Master Letdown.
1: Coming after his last work, A Holy Terror, where a Batman analog basically brutally beats up, and I think he murders in that. I'm not really sure. I, it's pretty, pretty I haven't read the man. entire thing. A bunch of uh, uh, terrorists in, like, Iraq or something. It's gruesome. Really, like, racist stereotypes and, like, super over-the-top yep. characterization of...
0: Frank Miller's back,
1: yeah. Which he originally had wanted to have Batman in that book, and he wanted to call it Holy Terror
0: Batman. Yeah, like a Rob Holy Terror Holy Batman. Terror, Batman. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Real fitting. Yeah, the cheesy Batman while he's murdering. Which is just millions.
1: that kind of was like the last straw for a lot of people on Frank Miller in general.
0: Well, uh, I mean, than the, other than the Sin City
1: movies. I mean, the first Sin City movie was pretty good, but I, I think the both of them were pretty. I mean, they weren't like really well received, but they weren't like panned. I mean, those no. were okay. I don't think the Sin Cities were a problem, but the Spirit was terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Dark Knight uh, Strikes Again, the sequel to Dark Knight Never Returns, to was so convoluted. Never and just needed to happen. Tonally completely different art was just bad. I mean, I like Frank Miller's stylized art, and I like the way that it's evolved over time. Yeah. But the art in that book, it just is bad, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really bad. It was Lynn, Lynn Varley did that with him, too, but it was just...
1: The coloring was great. The coloring was awesome. It was really psychedelic, and it was really interesting, but just really cartoonish.
0: And oh, yeah. It was jagged. Everything's real jagged on yeah. it, too.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Cool. Oh.
0: But, yeah, he's back. He's doing a new one. I don't have any information on that. There's no plot details out at all. Yeah, it's kind of strange, but there's, like, a big cue that it's very... Uh, him against Superman again...
1: Which of, they did that fight in the second one. They did that fight in the first one. Don't need to see it again. They've, everybody's copied that fight after Frank Miller the first time anyway, yeah. so I don't really the care. The sad thing is
0: it's like all pandering with the new movie, right? Yeah, it's totally. Like, oh, this is going to be popular so we can release this. Well, it's
1: that and this is like the 30th anniversary or, yeah, it must be the 30th by now. Yeah, 30th anniversary of uh, Dark Knight Returns. No so. need, man. You know, in my mind, he can do whatever he wants. He's never going to tarnish the first one for me. Sure, of course. And how it, could you? And it, it's funny, too, because that that was that book was canon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then after he made the All-Star stuff, and then after he made uh, Strikes Again, they basically sequestered all that stuff into, like, the Frank Miller Batman universe. <laughs> yeah. so, like, Get the shit out of so, here. So, like, they kept year one. Like, year one is still kind of like the seminal Batman origin story. Yeah. But, like, it was interesting to see how he started with uh, – with Dark Knight Returns and that kind of like ended like all of the history of like the previous Batman and then he started fresh with like year one Yeah, you know which is still I mean to this day I think both of those hold up yeah. but I, what, anyway what I'm saying like he's this is probably going to be ridiculous he's not doing the art for it so I mean the art could be redeemable that's what I liked a lot about All-Star Batman and Robin too is that these yeah. Lee's art is beautiful it oh, always yeah. is great um So, I don't know. That could be okay. But, like, plot-wise, it's got to be ridiculous. He's got another writer attached to him on this, too, right? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he does. I don't know who it is.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Frank Miller still has it together. You know he wrote that huge uh, letter against Occupy Wall Street when that was going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then Alan Moore. He
1: he just kind of seems like an out-of-touch, hyper-conservative old man at this point, really. Like, he started with, like, all of these interesting... I don't know. I don't know. How would you even like call it? Like, he, he had like some misogyny in there, but it was like not celebrated. And I think like he's believed his own craziness over time.
0: I don't know. Well, the, thing, the interesting thing is it's the politics of it. It's not even just like the, the, the misogyny of it. There's some misogyny always with Frank Miller, but I feel like even just like the fact that he made Superman work for Reagan, right? And even though he's like this vilified figure in that book. I mean, it almost seems like he's got a righteous cause, you know. It gives like more of Reagan's administration this really righteous cause. Is really like, yeah, he did some dirt, but it's for it's for the right reasons. Uh, and I never liked that about. I, him. I didn't really get that impression, honestly. Yeah, I guess I'm too into that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always felt like he's always been like that. Now it's just like you're right. It's just like he's he's old. He's hyperdrive now. Ay, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably read it though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll probably read it. Yeah. He, he just seems to be one of those people that's kind of lost his own relevancy. Yeah, so
0: we will see. But, you either, uh, you know, live long enough to... What's the line, Ben? Oh, you either uh, die a hero yeah, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's, he's Two-Face, man. That's what happened. He is Harvey Dent. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, you talk about relevancy and things holding up to stand the test of time... uh, what were some of your favorite uh, cartoon shows when you were growing up there, Malachi?
1: Uh, oh, boy. Well, I really liked the Batman and Spider-Man animated series that ran in the 90s. Cool. Very good. Uh, Transformers was always a big one for me. Yeah. Uh, of course, you got your Nicktoons classics. You Nick know, your t- yep, Haralds, your Cat Dogs, your, you know... Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life is great. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z-Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: just a bit of that. It's funny because I actually have that tabbed on my thing, too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, wow, great minds think alike here on the Raven Geeks because, ladies and gentlemen, after, what, 18 years of the final episodes of Dragon Ball GT, we are now in the midst of a new saga of Dragon Ball. They are bringing it back, baby, bringing it back to television. It's only going to be a matter of time until they dub it and it's back here in English. I am giddy like a small schoolboy right now. And here's the thing the art
1: team has only gotten leagues and leagues better. I know. The new movies are sweet. They're insane. Akira Toriyama, the creator, is writing it, is directing it. He's 100% on board. It's beautiful. He's one of those guys that is still kind of doing the thing that got him famous, and he hasn't really ruined it yet. So that's great, yep. you know? Absolutely. Because a lot of people do, much like Frank Miller. Um. Yeah, it's post-DBZ. They're completely ignoring GT, which is great because GT was really, really bad. It,
0: was, it wasn't It was that it was, like, bad. It was just, like, it was just hard to, like, watch it because Dragon Ball Z was so good.
1: Yeah, it was so cool. And it's just, like,
0: how is this even going to measure up? And all the whole story was convoluted, it, too, of yeah. making Goku the kid again, you know, just like him trying to get back to being an adult, and it's just, like... Just terrifying. It's funny too, because
1: that's that's been a race set of canon because your Toriyama didn't really have much to do with it. He just did the character designs and was yeah. like, all right, just have fun with my property and don't you know, ruin send, it. <laughs> put your checks in the mail, you know where I live, right? So now, Why? So now <laughs> he's back. You know, this yes. is
0: after the Majin Buu saga. Exactly. We're starting right after Majin Buu. There's been peace for years, and there's apparently all these baddies that come out of nowhere. The guy who um, actually voices Goku, Goten, and Gohan. All the same voice, which is really strange. The English or the Japanese? I believe it's the Japanese
1: one. Yeah, the Japanese. She's been—it's a woman too. Oh, okay. Wow. She is. She's been voicing for for some thirty years now.
0: Wow. Yeah. So yeah, she's. It's uh, it's a
1: little. Have you ever listened to it in in Japanese? It's a little jarring because like Goku's voice is like super high pitched. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds
0: exactly like his kid because they're all the same people. Absolutely. Uh, So yeah, that makes total sense. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't know that, guys. I just got schooled on my own favorite show. That's right, punk. Oh my god. You punk. Oh my god. But yeah, so apparently there's these two new baddies that are going to be showing up. There's new baddies and like they're supposed to be bigger than Frieza bigger than Boo which I I mean Boo is a really powerful villain but I always hated the whole Boo saga it was kind of just goofy
1: well at that point it was like the power levels were so ridiculous that they were like everybody was fusing together you fuse actually it was it was called the fusion saga in other other countries I think because it was so but I mean uh, Frieza and Cell and the android sagas were incredible bulletproof bulletproof hands down Seal approval, one hundred percent.
0: And starting, and starting back up the show, right, right yeah. where where Dragon Ball left off with the Saiyan saga, totally flipping the entire script on what Dragon Ball meant to be.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Really
0: cranked it up too. Oh sure, I mean all those seeds were there. You knew that. You knew that Goku was something else. It never... became a lot more serious. too. Absolutely, there was a lot more humor in Dragon Ball, and it was like. Oh, it's on. Well, it's just like Dragon Ball was a kid's show. You always felt like, even though it was an action show, it was always still, like, really geared toward kids. And then, you know, you watch Dragon Ball Z, and it's just like, oh, my God. Well, I yeah, it's like teenagers, but it's, like, really almost for your hyper-adult, you know?
1: Well, it was, like, those same people that were growing up with Dragon Ball as they got older, guys who grew up with Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. And now there's been a horrible, saddening vacuum in our lives, Mm -hmm. and now it's back. It is back like a vengeance Yes. yes. It's going to be cool. There's no real plot details for this release either, except no. that it's going to be after the Boo Saga. And apparently it's called Dragon Ball Super, Yep, which is a terrible name. <laughs> I don't really but care. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: give, me, give me more Dragon Ball.
1: Here's the thing. There's a lot of people online right now saying, do we need this? Is this really necessary? Yes. To which I say... 100%. You're out of your mind. If yeah, you are think you kidding me? This. Like...
0: Look how many crappy anime... I mean, okay, so there's a lot of good anime still. There's tons of great anime, but look at all the modern mainstream anime. It's really, really bad. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is pretty awful. I, really, I
1: don't know, man. I hear Yu-Gi-Oh! is bumping tonight. Well, I hear
0: Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> freaking rocking in the card game tonight at All yeah. Heroes. But, uh, you know, it's like Pokemon, too. Like, people are still really hot on Pokemon, and, like, I've even when I was a kid, I never got it. It was just too childish and weird to me. Yeah. Although, I've had someone explain to me that Pokemon is really the story of after... World War 3 and we release another atomic weapon and then all these creatures mutate and people everywhere have died there's a lot of fun Pokemon
1: theories for sure it's
0: wild but yeah I mean I don't know I just never got it like Dragon Ball Z was the one cool thing I had as my as my childhood that was like it was half Kung Fu it was all this space and all the sci-fi stuff you know what I mean yeah, had this, like, kind of mystic quality to it because they were able to die and go to this, like, heaven world. And too. then it was,
1: like, superpowers. Yeah, exactly. They could fly. They were superheroes. They, super sh- they yeah, were basically superheroes. Totally, heroes. totally. Yeah. And
0: it was cool because anyone who had the will and the strength of, to be one of those superheroes could. Krillin can fly, you know. I mean, yes, he's not a Saiyan whatsoever. Everybody gives Krillin shit, but I mean, he's the, great, he's the only
1: one that's not like some kind of superpowered god from another planet. No, he's yeah. the most powerful human
0: who's ever lived, sure. who's ever existed. Absolutely. Krillin is a badass. For sure. Better than Yamcha. And he did it all without a nose. Yamcha just keeps dying. Yeah, yeah he Yamcha did it without a nose. Yeah. Then he grew his hair out. Oh, yeah. He got some fly locks. He got laid. He married the hottest android on hottest the hottest android ever built. Come on, man. Yeah come He's on stone cold yeah dude I don't know it, just, it was so great drawing it well, okay so I've, I've explained this in the newsroom a couple of times I used to have all the original first line Japanese Dragon Ball Z figures and then wow. one night when he went off crazier than usual I hosted a party alright I was like 19 or something like that and I was super wasted sorry mom and uh, I got in my head that it would be a good idea to show these people that I barely know all these cool action figures that I have that are worth a lot of money yeah, I woke up that morning and that box was gone. Man. Those were my pride possessions, man. I, okay, so I had doubles of some of them. So the ones that were Super Saiyan, the original ones were yellow, and then they re-released them with gold hair. I had both the yellow ones and the gold hair ones. In the original boxes, man. Wow. In the original boxes, they even made a line zero zero. Before line zero one, whatever, because Goku was zero one. Yeah, it was like this super Goku that had a detachable heads and had all four heads, regular up to Super Saiyan three, opposable arms where he like he's like, you know, he's he's flexing.
1: Yeah, get him. A
0: you know. Yeah. All gone. One hundred percent, man. That's
1: sad, dude.
0: Yep. That's really sad. And we spent a lot of time collecting those. That's too.
1: a tragedy worthy of using the Dragon Balls to get those
0: recovered. Oh sure. I would I would go the distance, man. I was such a big Dragon Ball Z fan that I bought a Sega Saturn with a Japanese emulator just to have the the game from Sega Saturn. The games are a lot of fun. Games those Kai
1: games oh and everything.
0: God. The one for Wii is really cool, too, because when you power up to go do, like, a, like a fireball and, like, the, like, energy shot, like, yeah. you actually have to pull back and then fire at the screen. Oh, really? Oh, it's like, the it's motion great. controls. Stop, drop, you know? Yeah, that's pretty fun. Kamehameha, mother... Mm.
1: Yeah, we got a uh, raging blast for, like, two bucks at, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> at a GameStop one great. time. Uh, and, like, my brothers have it back home. We used to play it all the time. That was a lot of fun.
0: That's fantastic. So, well, yeah, I'm
1: super excited. Dude, me
0: too, man. Because, like, I don't know. And, like, if this goes really, really well and they carry it on for even further, even though I'm getting old, man, you know, I could potentially in 10 years from now have kids. You know what I mean? You could collect a whole new line. whole new line, man. I know. Yeah. You're this is your chance. This is my chance this is to live society. Get on childhood? the ground floor. My God. This Here is how, we this, go. This is how I felt when the new 52 was out, real. though. And that, you know, well, that's, that was not... That let me down. Yeah.
1: Wow. I don't think I could be let down. Who's your favorite Dragon Ball character?
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, okay, so I really like Trunks a lot. I really like Trunks a lot because of, like, the whole story of him having to come back through time. The whole tri-
1: and he had a sword...
0: Well, he did. But he killed Frieza, man. And he had a
1: cool jean jacket. He killed Frieza like this. He was very culturally relevant when he showed up with a like jacket, sure man, like half jacket thing. Sure man, that was very in style. Absolutely, when he it was up. the eighties, man. Yeah,
0: nineteen
1: eighty-eight. Sure. And he had the the, the bowl kind of haircut and everything. Too. Yeah, and his
0: hair was so cool because every time he would power up, to it would like fly up, spike up. up yeah. You know, that's really cool. Um, I've always been a big Gohan fan. I know I get a lot of crap from that. There's actually um, a guy named Sean Lathrop who uh, has a kind of a similar analog uh, show. On uh, the radio station here, and they talk about anime and, and geek stuff all the time. And I told him I like Gohan, and he's just like, "You're pathetic." <laughs> I was like, "Oh come on, he kills Frieza, man." Yeah, but not really. Oh, he kills Cell. Cell. he, kills, cells, he kills Cell, man. And like, without even like was the first
1: one to go to Super Saiyan two,
0: absolutely most powerful. Absolutely, I had a Super Saiyan two doll too. Yeah, with the cape, with the, with the oh, with man, with dynamic the so, cape. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I like uh, I like Kami a lot. Kami's cool. Kami was cool because he created the Dragon Balls on Earth. Yeah. He needed that. Yeah. Um, he had a
1: bigger role in Dragon Ball than Z.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was still around. And then Dende took over for yeah. him, which was really cool. It was really cool. Like, Dende, like, he, now he owns, like, the whole, like, cloud. He just pipe. becomes
1: god, essentially. Yeah, pretty like much.
0: he is god. Cool. He's, he's the god of the Earth. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. The protector, man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I thought Yajirobi was a douchebag. I always but he always had—he he always—he's
1: like the fat stoner guy who had the beans, man. Dude, he always he's always the hooking beans, up man. the senzu
0: beans. Anytime things went wrong, gotta see Eijiro for the Yajirobe, beans, man. he will hook up
1: the beans.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just like you know, I, I think anybody that original that original Saiyan Saga was cool, introducing all the characters again. But uh, it's some of the outliers, like the Ginyu the Ginyu Force. Yeah, I love the Ginyu Force. They're so bad. they That, so that fight when
1: Goku takes on all of them at once is really oh, cool. I
0: know. And the interesting thing is, too, is that it got really frustrating on Toonami because that's all they dubbed up to yeah. for the longest time. And they would just, like, show reruns and then they would start all over again from the Saiyan Saga. That
1: was, well, that was my problem. The first time I saw it, I missed a lot of the Frieza stuff because it stopped there and then... I don't know. I just like I couldn't find it on TV for a while. Like yeah. maybe I just didn't stopped. get Shuami anymore. They
0: stopped right before Frieza. The actual Frieza fight. I, I
1: missed a lot of the Android stuff too. And the next stuff that I kind of saw was like the Boo stuff. And yeah. I was like, well, "What is going on here?" Yeah,
0: It was really weird. I actually had to uh, watch on the internet. There was an international channel back in the old days of cable. Yeah. And uh, it had all the Japanese versions, and they were actually they had actually carried right on from where Toonami left off. It's, like, almost they like knew. It like, these these Americans are just fiending for this crap.
1: They, yeah, at that time you they know? really were. Well, DBZ was, like, the first to kind of, like, make that big kind of push in to, mm-hmm. like, let in some of the newer stuff. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get called kind of a fool from a lot of, like, my anime friends. Like, dude, you're, like, the most mainstream anime fan.
1: Whatever. I don't want to be a non-mainstream anime fan, dude, honestly. I, mean, it's, it's, I don't Dra- really get most of the other stuff at all.
0: Dragon Ball Z or all that other stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm good. I'm fine, yeah. That's I'm that's about good. all as far I need to get my toes wet yeah. in that.
0: It's funny, too, because me and my friends talk about it once in a while. We're talking about, like, you know, who would be who in, in, in Dragon Ball. And my my friend, Jamal is like, well, all I get to be is a Namek because it, it's like, the black
1: guy." <laughs> it's basically the black guy. I was guys. like, dude, you don't
0: understand? You, like, created the Dragon Balls, man. Yeah. You're, like, the most important here.
1: I love Piccolo. My yeah, favorite, though, favorite for sure. Hands down, 100%, always, Vegeta.
0: Oh, Vegeta for sure. Yeah. Oh, come on.
1: Vegeta's the best, dude.
0: Oh, Vegeta's the king of Saiyans. He's, He's so of Saiyans.
1: pissed. He never get he. here's the thing, too. I, I love those characters that just never get – satisfaction. No, absolutely not. Never. He's always got the chip on his he's shoulder. He's always man. second best. He's, he's always, always trying. He's always pissed. He's got, like, a hot wife and he's got a son. And he's got a great Doesn't life Doesn't care on Earth. trying to beat Kakarot. He's just gonna every fly time. off to some volcano planet until he yells enough to turn into a super saiyan. Kakarot! That was essentially how he became super saiyan. Is yeah, he yeah. went training on, like, a volcano planet and he, like, trained until the planet exploded. Yep.
0: And then finally, when he was ready, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go to Namek and just mess some, mess some stuff he's up. He's
1: super cocky and then immediately is, like, Defeated by fate for his cockiness. <laughs> he's the first guy to jump in and then just get tossed aside. He's just
0: trying to get his crown back, man. Yeah. You know? I, I
1: would love to see Vegeta become the most powerful one.
0: Sure. Not going to happen. No. Kakarot's too strong. Even if
1: it brought some humility. Because I'm tired of seeing Goku save the day.
0: You know. But, you know, Go- Goten's probably older now. So yeah. they're probably going to make him the most powerful Saiyan. I guess, yeah. But he's also pretty watered down. Bloodline-wise, Well, yeah. I mean, he's no one more watered down, I guess, than you know, Gohan would be, and True. Gohan is technically the most powerful one. Right. So, that's why I was liked him. Yeah.
1: Brawley, though. I see some, of the, was a some of the movies I weren't into. That that one in particular, because they just made this character who couldn't get hurt by anything, and yeah. he was, like, super buff.
0: legendary super Saiyan. They Sega, had man.
1: established in uh, the Cell Saga that, like, you become super jacked and you're slow, and you can't fight because you're too slow. Yeah. And then it just, the rule didn't apply to this guy for some reason. Yes, I don't know.
0: Did. Well, here we go, guys. Uh, I think we're going to pause this recording just so we can get Michael real quick, and we will be right back with Michael Shuler in just a second. Guys, as promised, we are back. I took a little break. We had to go get our uh, special guest for this evening, as we mentioned before, and we got a little bit of a name change. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of an idiot sometimes. Didn't read the script. Did not read the script. It's uh, Michael Travis Shuler, the owner and proprietor of Hall of Hero Comics in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Hall of Heroes has been here for about 10, ten years, yeah, right? Ten, ten year anniversary ten next week. this Saturday, which is serendipitously Free, Free Comic, Comic Book, Book Day. Day.
2: Yeah. How does I mean? How does that happen? That's pretty. Oh, well, I I don't know because Free Comic Book Day started after we opened, so it was just totally just coincidence. Just yeah, fell it worked right out. It. it perfect. It worked out perfectly. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you
0: know you can't ask for anything better than that. So as we have Michael here tonight, we're going to talk about the humble beginnings of the hall. As I mentioned before earlier on the podcast, Mount Pleasant's home of the justice and night, mighty uh, nerd intrigue. Um, whatever other adjectives you can Whatever kind of else there. we can throw in there. Yeah, Try yeah. Stanley. Yeah, try yeah, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> we just, we made fun of Stanley earlier too, so now I get it a little back, but uh, yeah, so we're going to talk to him about, you know, the hall, uh, the state of comics today, and is it really kind of the renaissance that some of us younglings really think it, it is. I mean, this is a guy who's been around for some of the bigger, major events uh, for the last 30 years. Uh, So he's seen it all. So, is it really as good as we think it is? But, um, Michael, thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for being on. My Um, pleasure to be here. I was able to sit down with you a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of talked about the beginnings of this thing. But uh, for our viewers and and listeners here, uh, tell us a little bit about the history of this place and and walk us through how did this start?
2: The store. Um, We uh, um, came from. Uh, a store that we bought out a store basically that was here um it had been here for um a little while a few years I think it had a few changes of ownership and uh uh, I work I was working for them uh part-time and then we decided um they were just not working out we tried to uh get a like like lease their, their store or somehow manage their store and their the deal what they had with their investors just was too complicated so um, my friend Justin Ranky who was uh, uh, I met through um, the original store he uh, he and I uh, relaunched the store as the Hall of Heroes gotcha. on May fifth two thousand five and so you were you were a lifelong reader of comic books oh yeah. Yeah, I've been reading comic books. This is like the first thing I remember reading was a comic book. Really? What was what your was first? What was your first comic book? Superman. It was Super a book. Superman book, cool. and I could probably track it down because it had something to do with volcanoes. <laughs> I remember that. that well, was, how, many, how many Superman stories have to do well, with volcanoes? Well, that was one of the. That was like, when people ask me, like parents come and they talk to me about trying to get their kids to read. I, I tell them like the very first word that I found in a comic book that I didn't know was volcano. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's a volcano? And I turn the page and there's Superman plugging it. I'm like, hey, there's a there's a volcano. That is what a volcano looks like. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> That's cool.
0: And you grew up in Chicago, right? Yes, sir. So it was a big city, you know, most of these comic book representations are in big cities. Did you mm. find yourself kind of relating to that
2: the, the world that it was kinda of presenting itself to? No, not really. um because uh you know it's it's funny, we have this conversation pretty much weekly at this point, ever since the popularity of things like uh uh the Avengers movies mm-hmm. and the Batman movies. Um when you see in a comic, you see uh, the destruction that goes on, like you know, in, in like the cartoon, you see Superman going through buildings, like smash, 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 um, and that's like, oh, that's you know, well, he's gonna he's gonna beat it, he's gonna win the day, you know. But when you see it in real life, when you see like real life CG buildings falling and real life people running away from him, it's horrifying. Absolutely. It really totally is. And <laughs> in a in a commercial, all you see is the wreckage. You just see the the buildings with chunks taken out of them or whatever, and. People just looking up, and they're sweaty and ragged and all that. You know, see? it's different. It's totally see, that
0: different. was my problem with Man of Steel, and he won't listen to me on that fact. Well, you know, I'm a suburban kid, and you know, city kids probably have a much different uh, that, look to That it.
2: that uh that cr- that crater at the end of the movie, I was, <laughs> I was just horrified. I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, how many people were vaporized? Yeah, people in, in there. Yeah, this I mean, is not a fun in, movie. Yeah, in a you know, in a comic book, you see the people running away. Yeah. You see the fight go on and you know, you, you kinda know there's people there but but in a in a in a real life setting it's 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 kinda over. Absolutely. Was there
1: much of like a like a Chicago comic scene back then or maybe today even?
2: Yeah, there's oh god, there's 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 probably a dozen at least a dozen shops in Chicago right now that are like exclusively comics.
1: What was that kind of like to be back when maybe it was a little bit more underground than you know being so
2: mainstream as it was today? It was um it was uh, it was the way you see it on The Big Bang Theory. It really, really. is. I mean, they're they're really um, uh, typifying that situation, uh, a- except that that we as the people that walked in were not uh, super smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was it's very much like that. Really, it's 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 a stereotypical and at the same time it's iconic. It's kind of weird.
0: What was it about that medium that really got... What was your first impressions of the medium? Obviously, it was some of the first reading that you actually mm-hmm. did, but what blew you away about...
2: I think it was just... Um, it's it's in part... Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's in part uh, the the pictures. I mean, because I've always read. I mean, my, my, my wife and I both um, grew up with um, lumpy mattresses because we had books under our beds and books under our pillows and all that stuff. But uh, um, it's... You know, the art it just it draws you in the art is uh you know it's it, it's slightly embarrassing I, in my position it's still slightly embarrassing but i get um a shiver sometimes seeing really good art seeing like turning a page and just seeing the flow of the art through the book it's yeah it's really amazing that that people can um Think this way and draw draw it out. You know, it's just it's really cool. What
1: I've really enjoyed now is kind of this modern uh, layout design that we've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot. Like a, a lot of Stuart Moments work on all new X Men yeah. has been just like incredible. What that guy's been doing with a mm-hmm. page. I mean, how have you kind of seen the evolution of the medium and, and kind of what it can do over time?
2: Yep. Oh, how have I. Um, yeah. Oh man. I, yeah. It's um, you. You look at those those original, um, like the the original Bob Kane stuff or the original. Um, uh, Siegel stuff and you see you know just the panels the panels that's it and then yeah. it took them years to to not make the panel frames s- uh, straight lines i mean you know they're suddenly overlapping or curved lines or whatever it, it it's it's just amazing
0: yeah and it's almost like kind of like this transference of all the like the the imagery too because like you've mm-hmm. had like whole like characters popping out of certain panels right, exactly, Yeah, things too. Yeah, or overlapping things like that yeah definitely definitely you know which stories, which, I mean, I, Superman was your first character, clearly, but which which ones had the most profound effect on you? What stories do you remember having the most profound effect on um,
2: you? Well, I've been, uh, you know, so many people have asked me over the years, being a comic book uh, store owner, so many people have asked me over the years, like, how I became associated with Batman, and I really, I really can't pin it down. It's really kind of weird. There's just so much out there, and I can't go far enough back mm-hmm. to figure out, like, how I how I just drifted in that direction you know but I think it's I think it's you know over over time you see um I mean clearly Batman's biggest appeal is that his superpower is money mm-hmm. you know yeah. he's, he's a guy in scary pajamas and <laughs> And yet, everybody—you know—you've got this guy that can move mountains. You've got this woman that has a magic lasso. There's an alien invasion. What do they do? They turn to the guy in the scary pajamas and they say, "What do we do?" Who's also, bankroll their entire operation. Exactly. You know. So I, I don't know. It's just the evolution of the of the characters. I mean, they didn't start—they didn't start uh, that way. I mean, when you look at Batman's origins, they alluded to um, like he—he he was killing. People, just sure. throwing yeah. people buildings and too. that kind of thing. He had guns. He had guns the first year. Um, Superman was was leaping, and it was just you know it, the more people that got involved, the more uh, they added um, layers to the powers. You know, so eventually Superman could fly and, and that kind of stuff. So,
0: and you I mean you've seen some of these characters? I mean, evolve obviously, but I mean a lot of these characters are older than our grandparents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they've got to stay fresh and relevant. And how do you how do you think that they
2: keep these characters relevant, and have they been doing a good job? Honestly, luck. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, again, you have you have generation upon generation of um, you have new people coming in all the time, and uh, they've been the thing that you can't do with Superman, for example, is um, you can't change him because because he is who he is, and he's been that way for 70-something years. So, so you know, you've got this finite piece of character that you can build on, but you have to be really careful because if you build on him too much, then he's not Superman anymore. Sure. So he's suddenly, he's ultra, he's superior, he's um, whoever you want to say in the Marvel universe, in the Vertigo universe. Um, they just added um, a power that he has now, which uh, is this, like, supernova thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like... Well, well so then he's a guy for 24 hours he's just like hiding in a closet (laughs) super dude or you know and uh, you know he's like that he's he's that one step away from not being Superman anymore and it's and it's sad because there's nothing you can do about it you can't I mean how do you intimidate a guy that can move a planet you know Um, but at the same time you, you have to have a Superman because he's he is it would be a sad it would be a sad situation in the comic world if there was not a Superman book because he's he's poster boy for DC. If if it's not Batman, it's Superman. Everybody knows him. Yeah, and much
0: like you know all these characters have evolved, so has the medium itself and the mm-hmm. way that they deliver the actual medium to people. You know, it's not just going and picking up a book anymore. There's digital comics. There's all these yeah. different things going on. You know, you own a brick and mortar location, and I think we talked about this before. In a time when everything is going digital, you know, how have you been able to survive that as a store owner?
2: I hate to say. Uh, I hate to have all of my answers be luck, but... Um, <laughs> I'm just a really lucky guy. Yeah, really, yeah, I really... You'd be surprised how lucky I am, to be in, To be really honest with you. Uh, the, the digital... Um, I don't know if this is um, Mount Pleasant or if it's nationwide or what, but the digital uh, aspect of comics hasn't really impacted me a lot. Um, I know a few people who... Um, my, like my regular customers who have pull lists, who have sub- subscriptions, they they get digital comics but they get them because they want to see if they're good enough to actually buy and they get the first one or two and then they put them on their list so it's kind of like just a preview mechanism Yeah. Um, i think that the people that the people that buy uh, s- exclusively digital books um, they're not really comic fans i don't want to be i don't want to offend anybody but um, they're 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 not they're not posers per se but they're not real collectors they yeah. They're kind of caught up in the pop culture aspect, you know. It's like, oh, the Avengers movie came out and that was amazing, and the Thor movie came out and that was amazing. So they want to see who these people are, and it's easier to just download it because you, you know, there you are on the toilet, there you are in traffic. Oh, well, download Thor and, yeah. and see why she's a girl, and you know, stuff like that. Um, but as far as uh, digital looks concerned, it doesn't really, it doesn't really impact me. Yeah, it really doesn't. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of afraid, um, but. It worked out, and I'm sure well.
0: people still value the the one-on-one interaction of some, you know talking to someone oh, who owns yeah. a shop who knows an expert on some yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, if
2: if that can be a thing, yeah, most <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. There's oh, so <laughs> half of my day is taken up in chatting with people, and it's not a problem. But you know, just chatting with people with uh, about the books or about the movies, about the books and that kind of stuff, and it's great because it's I really really enjoy doing that kind of stuff.
0: Sure, I mean you're kind of living the dream. I mean you mentioned before that this was not your first career.
2: No, no, I, I've been a lot. I've had a lot of um, like middle management stuff and uh, office work and factory work. Yeah. yeah. Do you finally feel like you, you found your niche? Yeah, I really do. Um, uh, and and at this point in my life and in my career, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 fun and, I, and uh, I I look forward to every day almost. You brought up uh, the
0: movies. You know, there's the movies now. There's always been you know some form of animated television show, and now there's live action shows going on. And a lot of that has brought lay people, lay fans who've never really picked up a comic book in their lives, to these characters yeah. and made it really big. How is how do you think that's
2: impacting your sales
0: and you know the
2: state of comics? It's it's really really uh, helping a lot. Um, there's a lot more people that are coming in. Uh, I know again it, it's it's a stereotype, but there are not a lot of girls that read books, and there now are because of people like Robert Downey Jr. and and uh, 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 the guy who plays Thor, whose name escapes me right now. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, Um Big burly guy. Yeah. That's all uh, you need to know. No, they, they the movies make the comics uh, accessible and um, in a small part, the comics uh, make people go to the movies. Yeah. One of the things I
0: think we we talk about constantly, here is, is you know, is the bubble gonna burst? Like we really do feel like we're living in a in a kind of a, a new golden age of of these characters because they are so popular again. Yeah. You know, I used to read these books and get pushed in a locker. I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not just a stereotype that happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. now you know I wear this X Men shirt that I have on, and people stop me in the halls and want to talk to me about it. Absolutely. It's really it's very different now. Yeah. But uh, I mean, has, has do these things these things come and go? I mean, have you seen this before?
2: Um. As far as like it being a cycle
0: sure or you know is it is it has it ever been as big as it
2: is no no now? no 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 and and it's and it's in part because of uh, the accessibility of it I mean you can it used to be you know it used to be just uh, just ten years ago fifteen years ago in order to find out if a movie was any good, you had to wait till a movie came out in the paper yeah. and now you know if what the what a movie's going to be like moments after it's out because somebody tweeted it somebody texted it somebody messaged it or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it's all it's 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 all really really accessible now. Everything is so accessible that uh, it's kind of hard for the this stuff to keep up. I, I I think where you were going was that um, um, there's been a lot of people that were saying that there's like too many superhero movies now, mm-hmm. and I I don't know. The movie industry is a very cyclical thing. You know, sure. it, it it goes through it'll. It'll it'll yeah. run its course with superheroes and and they'll be replaced by I don't know uh, science fiction probably again for a little while. Yeah. Um. Some somebody will try to make some inroads with a western or two perhaps, but yeah. uh, they all come back around. Yeah, you could probably say at some point there's too many horror movies right now. Yeah. That, oh, I was, yeah. when I was growing up. That's all there <clears> was. I mean, in the '80s, that's all there was with horror movies. And I was I'm not a, a horror movie fan really. Um. Just just because, just because the structure of a horror movie in general was always just shock and awe and that she is playing after a while. well
1: it's interesting too because like those first ones that kind of had to break the ground almost in my you know when, when I was watching them and especially looking back now with the way that they're structured it almost felt like they spent like the entire first act justifying the fact that it was a comic book movie <laughs> yeah you know yeah and now it's like they just have that built-in audience. Something like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, and that's kind of the standard that everybody points to mm-hmm. now. Would have never worked. Such an
0: oddball in the first
2: place, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: would have never got them in the first place.
2: There's a lot of people, um, and and you know, I'm not a Marvel fan per se, but uh, myself included, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. And a lot of people tell me they've never heard of it before. But this is their favorite Marvel movie, and I think it's because, I think in large part, it's because uh, they made it accessible. With the soundtrack. You yeah. you live with that soundtrack. You, you hear all those songs every once in a while from time to time sure. in your real life. And and it happened in, like, this time, just in space. Yeah. You know, so it, it made it really easy to to like that character and like those other characters. Absolutely. They, they actually,
0: on uh, Record Store, I'm a big music collector too, on Record Store they, they released the awesome mixtape and cassette, really? and I have it actually. <laughs> it's sitting on top of my stereo system, nice. and people come by. It's like, oh my God, is this real? It's like, oh yeah it's, yeah, it's got the Marvel symbol on the back too. That's funny. You can play it, all the songs are right on there. But yeah, I mean, there's this this reality that they've built in mm-hmm. to all of this too, mm-hmm. not just with that, but with all the Batman movies as well. Um, you know, that being said, with stuff like DC trying to get their universe off the ground, Marvel's so far ahead of the game, and this is something we talk about, too. I mean, Batman vs. Superman. What, what's, what's your first impressions of even just seeing Batman vs.
2: Superman? Oh, man. Um well, of course, Batman's going to win. Uh, <laughs> Always. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I, I signed all the petitions against uh, Affleck when it first came when they first announced it. Wow, oh, really? What um. do you think? Come I, on. You know, then I saw him on in an <clears> interview, and I think it was Letterman or somebody, and he was so humble and ungrateful for the part. And I'm like, he's got a good opinion. He's got a good attitude about this. So yeah. I kind of came around. He looks good in the suit. The suit looks good. The car mm-hmm. looks good. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a solid actor. You know, uh, uh, Cavill is is good, but he's a lot of times these guys are locked in, like like Star Wars. Star Wars, the characters in Star Wars were locked into this phony, um, like an affectation as far as the dialogue was concerned. Lucas is, God, the worst writer when it comes <laughs> yeah, to dialogue. Like. But um, uh, Cavill has these these things that he has to do because he's Superman. Batman has these things to do he, because he's he's Batman or uh, yeah. Affleck. Um, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Affleck definitely gets to have more fun. You
1: yeah. mentioned with the casting decision that you signed those petitions. As somebody who's kind of been through the entire spectrum of, like, these unpopular casting decisions that have turned out good for, I would say, maybe 75% to maybe mm-hmm. be generous, I mean, do you still kind of fall into that? You still don't maybe have faith that these can work out? I because we're because we're just we we talked about the Jared Leto Joker thing earlier mm-hmm. and we were really struggling with that and I'm trying to just kind of get past it and like all right I don't know
0: maybe maybe it'll be okay I don't know and me too I'm just I'm, I'm playing ignorant like I didn't see that
2: I'm just gonna believe that this is gonna be beautiful I'll, I'll be honest I I'm obviously biased when it comes to Batman so yeah. I'm like no it's Affleck he's a romantic comedy guy no 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 no. no. Um, he was in Pearl Harbor, man. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that <laughs> movie so much. He's, he's married to, to uh, you know, Electra. What the hell? But yeah. uh, he is the daredevil. Um, well, was the daredevil until. And you know. they said he would never do another superhero movie. So yeah, you know. Yeah. So again, I I'm biased it when it comes to Batman, but at the same time, when it comes to movies in general, um, at my age, I kind of just want to sit in a theater. And eat my popcorn and just enjoy the movie, yeah. you know. So uh, it was a <laughs> knee-jerk reaction on my part to to sign those to sign those those petitions. Can I get all the <laughs> petitions back, please, <laughs> ones with my signatures? Um, yeah, yes, um, I I think he will do fine. Uh, yeah, it, casting is a casting a hard thing, and you're not. There's no way you're gonna you're gonna please anybody. And again, because of you know Twitter and, and uh, the internet. Any anybody's opinion is going to come to the top yeah. to be replaced by somebody else's opinion immediately after that yeah. even though you have a deep love for capes I do know that
0: when you have new people who come to the store mm-hmm. and they say I don't know what I want to read mm-hmm. I'm new to comic books you, you don't put them towards capes why, no.
2: why is that? because it's daunting because, um, because a lot of people realize these characters are older than their fathers mm-hmm. and they, it's, there's just too much history a lot of people apparently um, like to start at the beginning and you don't necessarily have to, but I, I'm the kind of person that likes the history of something. So, um, it's it's easier if, because what they're looking for is they're looking for uh, the entry to the art form, you know. And I, I whether they realize that or not, it's that they're looking for, um, you know, they've heard of comics, they've never seen a comic before, or they've never read a comic before, um, and they they. Uh, just want to know where to start and they really don't have any idea I mean they've been exposed to uh, uh, television and the internet and movies and whatnot um, and this is really kind of new to them so I don't want to give them something that is going to be really hard and it's gonna make them go this is this is too much yeah. uh, and I mean there's a reason why both Marvel and DC have rebooted their universes two or three times in the last try to bring several decades episodes, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean uh, DC just did their new 52 um just not even four years ago, and uh is as much as it made it much more uh accessible there's still there's still the the shadow of those other sure. of those other decades because even though you're starting it from the beginning um it's always there it's 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 always there it's always in print stuff is always still in the background somewhere yeah. you know so
0: and even even trying to keep that up is even hard too, because now they're doing convergence when they're trying to right. tie all this stuff together to the older books. It's like right. by by almost ignoring all those other books, they've alienated a lot of people. Yeah. they're trying to bring yeah. all that back too. Yeah.
2: But you know, everybody has their favorite characters, and they're not gone. You know, they they you know for all for all they did with uh, New Fifty Two, they were still doing uh, other anthology type books that still use the characters in their older settings. You know, so. It's just it's just a matter of how you look at it.
1: You mentioned before
2: that you're starting to see a
1: lot more women come in, mm-hmm. and you know I think Marvel particularly started to do this more. I'm not as aware on the DVC side, maybe they have, but they've really made a big push to be more diverse with their superheroes. Mm-hmm. They're casting a lot more ethnicities, and like you said, Thor is a woman, mm-hmm. and yep. you know, those are just some of the examples. I mean, <clears throat> what has that kind of done for the industry to kind of bring more people in and kind of break down? A lot of people are complaining that a lot of their superhero movies, all the Avengers, are basically white guys.
2: You know. <laughs> Well I don't know y- as far as like casting decisions are concerned or just just, in just getting
1: people just getting the public interested in kind of just you know what, what's the effect of diversity overall on the industry
2: I don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to uh turn people's attitude around when it comes to this kind of stuff and and you kind of don't know really where they're going you don't know if it's going to be uh, a publicity stunt per se or right. if it's really a sincere um uh, attempt to to make things more diverse so the, the the thing with uh, thor being a girl right now i have a customer who said that um he he believes that that this is a big misstep because he thinks that um you know they made such a big deal out of it it was literally on c n n um and so you have all these moms that are like look daughter this this is this is thor and she's you know an empowered woman and you know and um if this is a publicity stunt, uh, what will happen most likely, because <laughs> this is usually the thing that happens, is that um, she's going to run across something, Thor's going to run across something that she can't handle, and they're going to have to bring in quote-unquote real Thor to help th- to save the day. And you, then you're right back to damsel in distress. And you stunt, just run you the know? whole entire concept yeah, of know? doing it. So, so you don't know really where they're going. You don't know if, uh, you don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if they're going to bail out at the end. I mean, the thing with... Um, when uh, they did the the Batman thing with um, Bane breaking his back way back in the in the seventies, yeah. um, that was supposed to be a three year story arc. So what the, the Nightfall story yeah, arc, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have Bane letting all these guys lose to wear him down and watch how he works, and then he comes in and he breaks his back, and then he's Ironside for like a year because he's trying to figure out how to get his get his uh, heal his back up. Yeah, um, and somebody else has the suit. Um, which by the way the
0: Azrael suit was is one of my favorite Batman suits of all time <laughs> that's, really that's as dastardly idea, as that thing bad was idea. It was was terrible.
2: <laughs> terrible um that that actually almost I like a lot of cheese. it almost uh, it almost killed the book yeah they they uh, uh, subscriptions dropped so far if it was any other book it would have been canceled but because it was Batman yeah um, so they cut they cut that 3 year story arc into 2 years and uh, then they are just playing catch-up for the longest time.
1: I think that's the difference, too, between making a new character who is, like, as powerful as Thor that's a woman and then kind of reappropriating the title of Thor and giving it to the woman. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of... I saw a lot of criticism, the same thing, when they gave the role of Captain America to the Falcon. Yeah. You know, why can't the Falcon just be at the same level of prestigious Captain America? Why do you have yeah. to make Captain America this mantle? Yeah, yeah, it's know. kind of weird. I think that's kind of the difference there. And I think you're right. For some of those things, I feel like maybe the publicity may weigh I mean, we're going to see... Steve Rogers' return, yeah, we're oh, see absolutely, the Son yeah. return,
2: and, and in and in a way, it's a little <clears throat> sad because a lot uh, nowadays, some editorial situations are being driven, or some uh, um, publication books are being driven by um, the movie situations because they only have actors for a certain period, or um, they're going to do something in a storyline, so they decide to mirror it, and mm-hmm. and that goes that goes way the hell back. I mean, y- you see. Um, Batman after the Adam West series, mm-hmm. it was just as bad as as the book was just as bad not really? bad but just as campy yeah. um, as the as the show was and it took Frank Miller and the Dark Knight Returns to turn that around. Yeah, you know. So um, I don't know when when you see a movie come out, you, you're you're a little apprehensive. From my point of view, you're a little apprehensive because it's like, oh, what is this going to do to the yeah. to the to the title sales? Absolutely. Oh, really? I mean, when. Um, uh, what was it? The Iron Man three, with uh, the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Was that okay? Yeah. So, so god awful representation. Right, of yeah. The well, you know, and and I don't have I don't have a because you have so much story to 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 pull from. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a lot of cutting and pasting and repurposing. And if they do it in a good way, then that's great. It's fine, you know. Um, but uh, I I saw you know I saw I, I knew who the Mandarin was, and. Um, my wife and I went to see the movie because she has this thing about Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> She's not listening to this, uh, and uh, yeah, no. Then she the Mandarin comes on, and you know he's like, "Oh, he's scary. That's great." You know, and then he turns out to be a front. Yeah. And I just, I just fell in my hand. I was like, "What's the matter?" I'm like, "I'm never going to hit the hear the end of this." And for weeks after that, did you see what they did to the Mandarin? Like, it's <laughs> not my nerd problem. rage. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, because, but you can't. There's just too much information. You can't you can't put it into the movie I mean yeah it, it's it's weird because like if you take a regular novel you can take anybody you want you can take a uh, you can take a, a black actor put him in in a part that was written as a white person mm-hmm. it's not a problem at all but you lose so much in of them in doing a movie you lose mo- most of what you see in a book which is the writing it's not no. it's not the story necessarily it's the, the beauty of a, like a, the beauty of a book is the words themselves yeah. as opposed to the story sometimes and it's kind of the opposite in a comic book related movie because now you've got the images, and but now you're cut, cutting and pasting all the different stories together. So you can emulate that look, but um, the, the end result might not be uh, as, as amazing as it was in the, in the original work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so relevance aside,
0: culture aside, let's get to the here and now. This Saturday, <laughs> Free Comic Book Day. What are you guys going to be doing for Free Comic Book
2: Day? We've got, um, we've got f- all fifty titles. There's fifty titles that um, the publishers make available for mm-hmm. Free Comic Book Day, and DC and Marvel both t- usually take advantage of that by launching their big summer uh, storyline. Um, so I think there's a Secret Wars title. Cool. Yeah. I can't remember what the really DC one is.
0: Oh my oh God. They killed the
1: Ultimate Universe for it. So it yeah. And Malachi was real sad about that. I loved it. That's what I grew up on.
2: Well, they killed it. Yeah, I know. For now, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> it's a good you know, point. You know, well, it That's all depends point. on it all depends on who's you know who takes over uh, the editorial for this kind of stuff down the line because somebody will say, I mean, they're they're relaunching um, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane's wedding. Their their marriage is coming back, you know, and it it it's all cyclical. I mean, you you know you have this stuff just it all just comes back around again depending on. And who's writing it, who's in charge. Yeah. So, so
0: what are you guys going to do for your anniversary?
2: I mean, obviously, you've um, got this,
0: but you've got, you know. We've got
2: everything in the store is going to be 10% off. Wow. And um, we've got some superheroes are going to show up. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we have some superheroes that are going to be at the store. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, we've oh, got some. Uh, I'm, I'm
0: going to cry. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise, so I'm not going to ask you which ones are going to be there. But how many superheroes are going to be there?
2: Um, there's going to be at least three. are okay. um, shooting for a few more. i have got some people that are uh, haven't committed, but cool. So, so I
0: mean, Clark Kent's still like kind
2: of. seeing what The schedule is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's got, he's got some some news thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's covering some war in Bosnia <laughs> yeah, right now. right or in, F- in Maldi- Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, cool. That's fantastic. Um, you know, what would you say to people who are listening to this show? They haven't visited the store yet, but they want to get into something. Uh, what's what's your what would be what would you if you had to make a recommendation right now, of a book that was on your shelf
2: right now? What would it be? <coughs> well, like I said, I don't I don't lead people to the Capes. I usually give them to something, um, IDW or yeah. Dark Horse or something like that because they're self-contained and they're um, uh, they don't have a history necessarily. Like Mark Millar does some amazing things. Yeah. Um, uh, there's it's just there's just so many different uh, like there's a book called Black Science It's about uh, a group of people who um, are traveling not in time but through dimensions um, and the idea is that they uh, the the altruistic aspect of the project was that they were uh, the idea was to go and get uh, chemicals that had never been seen before so that they could make vaccines for things but obviously that can be weaponized and so there's that the there's another you know, uh, agenda from one of the other people. It's and like a moral battle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, there's some uh, just amazing stuff that, that they can do in books. It's just in, in comics that uh, don't bother caves capes at all. Yeah. You know, they're they're small and self-contained, and um, they end when they end. They don't necessarily continue. There's some great stuff out there. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, Michael. We really appreciate you mm-hmm, coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. You are... Uh, revered to us. <laughs> glad we got you on. This is our last episode of the semester. Oh, too, wow, nice. so, yep, yeah. so we we're happy with that. But uh, Malachi, do you, you got any recommendations going on? No, man, I'm spent. I, yeah. I couldn't even get to it today. It honestly. has been hell week. Yeah, hell week for, for sure. Yeah, it's been a long one. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Wow, I can't believe this is the cap off. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, man. <laughs> but we'll be back. We'll be back soon enough. And uh, you won't be missing us for too long. So until uh, the fall semester. Yeah. Uh, same bat time maybe same bat channel for sure yeah, see you later guys.